I'm Elia Haber for the Beirut Banyan. I'm Riyad Salah and a group of students invite me into their tent. There are armchairs, tables, everything you need to spend the night and the evening here. And they tell me the story of why they're here. I'm going to first ask you, please, for your name, age and profession. Okay, my name is uh, Giovanni Ferrali. I'm 19 years old and uh, I study cinema at uh, Lebanese University. So my first question to you today is, why are you here? Uh, I'm here because uh, my country needs me. And uh, later on, when I will graduate, I don't want to leave my country. I want to stay here, find a job and stay with my parents. And why do you think that coming down here will help you in those goals? For the first time in Lebanon, people are united. People uh, are regrouping for one condition. It's very silly because we're, we are asking for simple rights, for uh, simple things to be done. So uh, when I saw what I saw, that people are uh, united and in the streets asking for their rights, uh, I was uh, very glad to join them. And I didn't leave uh, the street ever since. So uh, since you're asking for change, in the last few days, the cabinet resigns and uh, some other politicians went and gave a couple of other speeches to follow that resignation. How do you feel about that as the first step from the government that you're here protesting against? Well, I have one sentence to say to that is it's too late. It's too late for them to make a move. Uh, when they saw us united, they get scared, so they made that move. It, it's, it's very late. It's too late. What would you want instead? So now you're still here, which means that you're not happy with what has happened so far. What are you waiting for instead? For them to leave, because they, they did our jo uh, their job. They did nothing, actually. They stole our money. So now they want uh, to make a change because we asked it for No, the responsibility at the first place was to uh, help the country, to help the people. Yeah, again, it's very late. <laughs> okay, so it's late. What are you asking uh, for now since they did something? What do you want them to do next? Would you want another resignation? What more change do you want? For them to leave and uh, let the new people uh, lead the country, uh, people that they are studying, the, the major, the politics, uh, whatever. Okay, so in that light, would you accept another cabinet that has Saad Hariri as its prime minister? No, because uh, we saw that he didn't uh, do his job well, so we don't need him anymore. Do you feel that this change should also apply to other people in power, such as Riyad Salameh? Yeah, yeah, every one of them, every single one of them. It's okay. Uh, regardless, Riyad Salami did a great thing for the economy, but I don't know if the people will agree for him to stay. It's your opinion. In my opinion, yeah, he should. He should. He's a, he's a very wise man in the economy. So you want him to stay? Yeah, because, uh, well, he saved, he saved the economy. We all know that. And even America uh, asked for, that, for him to save their economy, so he's a, he's a very wise man. Okay, so in the new cabinet that's going to be formed, what's your own measure, if you think it's trustworthy or not? What will make you get out of the streets? Solutions, solutions and change, to see change, to see uh, our money back, to see uh, new jobs, like, uh, I don't know, like to see change, solutions, yeah. We want something in our hands, not just words. We want action. There's a specific sentiment nowadays that we're giving them time to see if they're serious. So are you for this like small couple of days break to see if 
they're gonna be serious about what they promised so far? Well, uh, they had 30 years, so that's enough time. Two, year, two days, three days will make nothing. We gave them three, 30 years. So uh, when you're getting updates about either this, when you're home, or when you're in Beirut about other regions, how do you get your news? Is it social media, WhatsApp, uh, apps of specific uh, news stations? Yeah, social media, usually WhatsApp and Instagram. Uh, a lot of uh, pages are posting uh, some important news, so I, I stay updated on it. Uh, how do you know what is fake news versus actual news? Well, yeah, I faced uh, the media lying many times. I was here at Riyadh Salah and we got some news happening at Riyadh Salah and we looked around like nothing is happening. So, yeah, media can be fake. So we have to be careful about that. But uh, still, I know the pages uh, where the, the media will not be fake. Okay, and uh, let's reverse the situation. If something is actually happening in front of your eyes and you want to tell as many people as possible, let's say there's something that's serious or something that you know should be known through your friends or an extended network, how do you share that news? Stories most usually because I have many followers or I tweet about it. I use Twitter. To uh, end this interview, my last question is a bit hopeful. If you're looking back a year from now to this moment in our history, how do you think people will remember this? Or how do you want them to remember this? Personally, I'm living my happiest days in here. I mean, at night we gather around, meet new people, meet strangers, different religion, different age, and we sit and talk about uh, Lebanon or even uh, other uh, uh, topics. So I think we made a change in our life, not just in our country, and I'm very glad to be a part of this. I'm in Riyadh Salah. And I overhear this guy talking about how he had to undergo a minor operation today because of the beating he went through by counter-protesters a couple of days ago. I asked him if he wanted to talk to me. Okay, so let's start with uh, basics, please. If you don't mind giving me your name, your age and your profession. Uh, Yusuf Lahoud, I'm 27 years old. I'm a process engineer and a pure chemistry student. So what brings you here today? Okay, uh, I finished university two years ago. Uh, I'm uh, without a job. The thing I studied for, for more than seven years. The country needs this kind of people that work in the industrial part. And we don't have industry in Lebanon just to work. We are uh, forcing to be to leave the country. I had the visa and I wanted to leave, uh, but uh, when uh, the, revolution, the revolution started, I'm here. You were getting ready to leave, and then you decided that since this started to stay here. Yes. yes. Tell me about what gave you, I'm guessing, hope to stay here instead of going to maybe a more secure option. It's my country. It's where I lived. It uh, my family is here. This country needs these people that have the potential to change. I have to stay here in Lebanon just to make it better. Me, like the others in my field or other fields, just to, uh, to make a new country, a better one. So in this new country that you're at least on the ground trying to fight for, uh, what has happened so far is a cabinet resignation and some uh, speeches after that cabinet resignation from known politicians. How do you feel about what happened so far? It's morphine. To calm the people down and make other political changes in their own way. There is no change till now. 
resignation of, of the government, but they're still here and they are trying to make a new one. And as you know, in Lebanon, uh, sometimes it's one year or two years to make a new government. And it's a lot of time for them to make other steps for them. This is why we were saying in the street just to make this this pressure on them to make it faster and to make things better. We know it's difficult to, to remove all of them in one or two months. It's it's about time. Uh, this this country, the build of this country, it's 30 years. It's a huge, it's a huge time. So we can't remove it in one week or two weeks or one month. It's a process by years to get, to get back a good Lebanon. Uh, we are staying here just to force to get the minimum for us, the minimum to live, the minimum to, to be a country, to love our country, the minimum to, to stay here, just to get electricity, to get to have new new job opportunities, to have new industries, to have new, to have to, to get back the tourism of Lebanon, uh, to get back the the view of Lebanon that we had before the war. This is what we are searching for. We are not searching to. Uh, to remove any party or uh, any political party or anything like that. We need our money back. I hope to get what we want. What do you expect from the new cabinet? So let's say, would you accept that a new cabinet is formed with Hariri as its prime minister? Sure, no. For sure, no. Uh, because uh, if Hariri is here, the others is here. So we are getting back to the same point, to the start point. We don't need all of them. The parliament is for politicians. The government is some technocrat for people that knows that are from the field they are working on. They know how to manipulate or to work in the, in, in the position they are. It's not for politicians. And what would be a step, a concrete step, that would show you that change is seriously happening? What are you waiting for in the next two days, one week? The steps are uh, to get two laws, one uh, a new uh, a new parliament elections and uh, and and the law to get back the money stolen from people. And this too may be the the first step for uh, for a new beginning of Lebanon. I would like to ask you where do you get your news from and how do you know if you can trust it or not? The truth, you can't trust anyone in Lebanon, even the media. It's not very objective. It's something that we can see their own opinion and, and we have to collect the opinions to know the real truth and not to see everything and say this is the truth. You have to see a lot in Lebanon and to see the all opinions around you just to know what, where is the truth. So uh, my last question would be uh, about the future. If one year from now you're looking back at this time in our history, how do you think people will remember it or how would you want them to remember it? This is not a revolution. This things happening, they will be in history of Lebanon because it's the first time all people are, go, are getting to the street. It's not the politicians saying to people to, to get to the street. What I will see after one year, I don't want to be here. I want to have a country in one year to live in it. If you don't mind, please telling me your name, age, and profession. So my name is Hal Aksoub. I'm 29 years old. I'm an architect, and I have my own business in tourism. Why are you here today? I see a potential and a movement or a revolution that's happening to build for the country of my dreams, the Lebanon that 
I would love to to stay and to uh, to contribute and building. I've stayed in Lebanon by choice. I've created opportunities to stay here. And as we know, it's very challenging for every young person to stay in Lebanon. I've chosen to stay here. And uh, uh, I see in the, this movement that's happening a big, big potential for Lebanon to, to be going towards the right path. What motivated you to go into this demonstration? Because this is not the first one we witness in our lifetime. What motivated you to come down the streets this time? First of all, all the events that happened before those uh, protests, everything from the fires to the uh, financial crisis and all of that. So the country is really at a very dangerous point. So I think this is what moved everyone. And the unity of the people, it's for the first time, like we know, everyone in Lebanon is following their own confession, some political leaders. And for the first time, I saw that there is a real opportunity where everyone is leaving their uh, political belongings aside, their uh, religious belonging aside, and they're all uniting for the best of our country. So I think this was the main uh, reason. Okay, so after you uh, joined the movement on the streets, the government showed some response, uh, and that was the resignation of the cabinet. How do you feel about that step from the government? First of all, I would start by saying that there are some steps that were positive, like the last uh, speech of the president of uh, Lebanon, Michel Aoun, was very positive. At least the the language that he used or his way of communication was positive. But I think that they're still trying to get away with everything they've done. They, they haven't understood how bad it is this time. So I think they're still trying to avoid a reality that eventually we're gonna reach. But okay, a change is not gonna happen overnight. That was one thing that demotivated me at one point because I thought that the results are going to be fa like we're going to reach uh, some serious results faster. But um, I realized that change will not ha happen overnight. So uh, it's going to take some time. So this is a first step. And their, their speeches are in a way or another positive. But the problem is that people don't believe anything they would say. So uh, regardless of a positive communication, people don't trust them anymore. But do you trust them? Now you said that some things are positive that were done. Do you trust that they are willing to change? Let's say, would you trust a cabinet that has Saad Hariri as its new minister? I personally don't trust them anymore. But to be realistic, we represent half of the Lebanese people. They still represent another 40 or 50 or maybe 55 percent of the Lebanese people. That's one reality that this week as well I uh, uh, I, I learned to, to uh, adapt to and to understand. They still represent a big number of people, so we have to find a way to uh, go through this together maybe. Okay, so speaking of going through this together, what would you want to see next as uh, a protester on the streets? Okay, so first of all now the highest priority is for the president to choose a prime minister so I think this is the priority of everyone in the streets and it, like they don't have to form all the their usual deals and all of that to come up with the name of the prime minister just choose one 
who you believe that would save the situation, who's able to build a proper cabinet, and then uh, let him form um, the cabinet. Okay. So we were also uh, both at this uh, talk that was hosted in the Samir Asir Garden. Why did you attend and did you learn anything new? Would you recommend that people come and join those talks that are happening around uh, Beirut? Okay, so one major reason why I'm attending every day and every night at least one talk is that there are amazing, amazing discussion, open discussions happening all around. Beirut and I think as well in other areas. I highly recommend that every young person who and everyone who have participated in those uh, movements to attend any discussion panel or any talk that's happening. First of all because the momentum of what's happening changed very fast and for some of us it was demotivating because like everyone was in the streets and all of a sudden the, stre- the streets were kind of empty. So. But what's positive about that is that the revolution way went from a very unorganized and very chaotic, let's say, way and very spontaneous way to a very informative, educational path, which is what will build for the country we want to we want to reach for the future of our country. So I definitely recommend that everyone attends those uh, discussions. I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot, whether it was uh, in legal procedures and what's next. You feel more comfortable listening to people talking about topics that you're not sure about. How do you read your news? Okay, so this uh, circulation of random news is very dangerous now because everyone is circulating everything. Personally, uh, now with uh, social media, WhatsApp, Instagram, it's so easy to circulate everything. And the problem that people are doing is that they're sharing everything without making sure that it's uh, the right thing. For example, if it's a legal issue, I would ask a friend who is a lawyer about what are the legal procedures for that. Is this true? Do you think that it can happen this way before circulating it? And most of the times when I'm asking about certain topics, the reply I'm getting are like uh, negative or like, no, this is not true. Uh, They're saying that, but that's not the way it should happen. So no, that's not true. So it's our responsibility because this revolution doesn't have a leader. So it's the responsibility of every person of us to make sure of the news before circulating them. So speaking of news, let's say you are attending an event, whether it's during the day or the night, and something happens in front of you, a situation where you're a reporter on the ground. How would you send that information to people that uh, should know about it, whether it's uh, something major like violence or something that's happening that you think should have more coverage? How do you communicate something that's happening in front of you? I've been fortunate not to be in any of the violent situations uh, that happened so far. I personally avoid sharing uh, a lot of violent incidents because I highly believe that the protests have been very, very peaceful. I'm only debating with uh, some friends about that. I highly respect the army's uh, position and their way of treating uh, the people in the streets. We cannot ask for more they're really protecting everyone and our role as well is to spread positive news so i haven't been in a situation where something aggressive happened but i'm mostly what i'm trying to circulate is the positive aspect of what's happening in the street the discussions the peaceful aspect and i think everyone should be doing this as well let's say you're looking back a year from now to this revolution or to this moment in our history 
What do you think people will remember about it or what do you want them to remember about this? What's happening now is definitely a turning point for Lebanon and we will never go back to what what have been before those uh, past two weeks. Everyone who have been part of uh, this movement, we've been through a lot of ups and downs and we're going to be through a lot of ups and downs because as I was telling you, change won't happen overnight. And I think it's going to take way more than one year. Like it's going to be step after step. At the beginning, okay, now we have achieved this. Hopefully we will reach a a cabinet of ministers that can really take the country to a kind of saving the situation. Because, okay, they're not going to find solutions for everything, but they will have some priorities. They're going to save at least the situation. And later on, with the new parliament, hopefully we can reach that as well. And people going and voting and choosing their representatives and all. It's going to take time, maybe after five or ten years, we're definitely, definitely going to a Lebanon that's uh, uh, more liberal, where people are less about confessions, less about uh, politicians and political leaders. We will definitely have our basic rights by then and we will be able to dream about more and more and more um, things we want to happen in our country. We want to, to contribute and making happen uh, in our country. Elia Haber, signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.